Now we need some music because how I come on is dope anyway, though. Yeah. This is more than a beat. It's more than a verse. It's more than your everyday's work. This is life from every land rolling the page. Every back against the wall, head first in the game. And it's more than the fame. The cause and the change. This is more than your everyday team in the frame. This is us and keeping God first is a must. Man, it's more than this music is young. I'm trying to touch what's up. Okay, so today we're going to start with a behind-the-bar segment where we break down lyrics from artists and try to relate them to, you know, our own personal experience or just try to get into the mind of the artist. And since Jay-Z dropped Family Feud yesterday, the video for it, rather, uh, directed by Ava DuVernay featuring Beyonce, Blue Ivy, I think Michael B. Jordan was in there, Janet Mock was in there, Niecy Nash... A lot, a lot of people was in the in the video. So we're gonna talk about the song and just how the song kind of it was kind of like to me uh, something that was predictable, not in a bad way, but something that it characterized Jay Z well. And when I say that, it's because I think all throughout his career, he has proven that he is a family man and that he. Um, you know, when it comes when it comes to his friends and his close circle, he feels that it's important for everybody to win. So I don't know if, what you guys feel about the song. Mostly, did you like the song? Have you listened to it a lot? Is it one of your your favorites off the album Four Four Four? Well, with me, it's um, it's not my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like, and it's not that it's a whack song or I didn't like the song. It's just not my favorite song. But as I was, um, you know, just playing it around, playing with it this morning, and I think it's just—I don't think it's a bad song. And I think what he was talking about throughout the song, you know, was typical Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he come on and he's just basically doing this braggadocious type of thing, you know, but in a in a grown man almost kind of way. You know, but what I what I particularly like though is the sample. And I just found this out yesterday, last night. I think I remember time I was telling you about this, uh about the sample. I when I heard the song, I didn't really know it was a sample because they got Beyonce on the hook. Mm-hmm. But the sample of that song was just like some, you know, a girl singing. It's actually a song from um, the Clark Sisters. Mm. This guy tweeted this the other day, and I, I did I really didn't know about it. Yeah, Cause like I said, I just thought the song was just a regular song somebody made. I didn't think it had any samples to it. Yeah. But that's what I liked about it. When Just I heard the original, <laughs> yeah, when I heard the original sample, that's what kind of made me like this song a little bit more than what I already did. Mm. Yeah, I love a sample beat, which I'm gonna talk about later in another segment. But I love a segment beat uh, or um, sample. What you think about the song, Nitty? <clears throat> Get your shit right. Well, to me, <clears throat> what a song. 
Um, I can't even say it's the stuff because he kind of really talking about the same stuff that he always talk about. Anyway, like he talking about <laughs> he talk about how much money, um, selling crack and all that at the church again and doing all that. He ain't really. He just he come with the same stuff over a different beat to me. He haven't really. He really said nothing different to me. Um, I mean, yeah. If you if you listen to him, he talk about that a lot. About being rich, yeah. About being rich. I mean, it's like you gotta kind of try to reinvent yourself. Like he come with the same stuff. Uh, I look at it differently. I I'm a big Jay Z fan though. Like. Jay Z was like one of my biggest inspirations for the time that I did decide to do music, and I just I love his flow. I love like it's just something about hearing Jay Z on a record that to me it sounds like the epitome of of hip hop. I mean, maybe because he was in my ear so much in my adolescence, but this song in particular, I felt like he touched a a lot. Like he talked about. Um. Yeah, you know, kid that used to pitch bricks can't be pigeonholed. You know, <laughs> I cooked up more chicken when the kitchen closed. Like, yeah, he talks about his past, but that's his life, and I can respect it because we know that it's real. It's documented. We know that he's not lying about being a drug dealer just to sell records, and he's not lying about his net worth just to sound cool. Like. This is really his life. When you're a billionaire, like, what else is there for you to talk about? <laughs> you know, but for me, I think in this song, he really touched on the issue of, it was kind of like a response actually to to uh, one of Beyonce's songs where he, she talked about Becky with the good hair. He said, uh, yeah, let me alone, Becky. A man yeah. that don't take care of his family can't be rich. I think that shows growth. I think that shows like, a discernment between messing with, you know, a side chick and, and realizing that you have a responsibility to your family. Like to me that, that shows, I think uh, without, but throughout this whole album, he showed, he showed growth and he schooled us. Like he's always have since reasonable doubt. He schooled us. And I appreciate that from a hip hop artist today. Who's not telling you to do drugs, pop pills. You know what I mean? Like he's, He's telling you that there are choices that need to be made and there are consequences behind those choices. Feel me? Yeah, but that's 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 yeah. you know, like that whole verse, you know, I, when you when you was talking about that line, let me alone, Becky, a man that don't take care of his family can't be rich. That 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 verse too, like I think there's a bunch of different things he said in there that was that was uh, interesting. I didn't really get that line, to be honest, because I didn't even listen to the... You said it was a response to Beyonce's song, and I didn't hear nothing. I didn't listen to that, so I mean, I, I don't really full, I don't understand the full context of all that, but one part in that, in that same verse you just talked about, where he said, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> and I thought this was funny because... Uh, he said, Al Sharpton in the mirror taking selfies. I was him a Pill Cosby supposed to help me. And 
I thought that was funny because I actually seen that picture of Al Sharpton. <laughs> big ass head. Yeah. You know, taking selfies in the mirror, you know what I'm saying, with his slick back head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> I, I thought that, you know, he brought up these two icons, these two figures that, you know, we all look up to. And he's basically saying what everybody else says, you know. I'm not so hard on Bill Cosby's probably everybody else. You know, maybe Al Sharpton I am hard on because I just look at look at him as a as an opportunist. Really? You know, I see, like what JD say, how is he supposed to help me? Yeah. I don't see that guy helping nobody. Really? That's going to be a topic on another podcast. I mean, another I, maybe he is, you know. <laughs> but to me, when I see him, I only see him in the news when there's some bad shit going on. Mm-mm. And with Bill Cosby, him being caught up in his stuff, you know, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. But at the same time, I feel what Jay was saying in that particular part, which I thought, you know, was was was, was, was notable. You know? Well, yeah, I I think um, what he did there is kind of brilliant in a way because he's able to, like I said, speak about things that he's actually experienced, you know, and things that are documented. Um, like his beef with Bill Cosby is the fact that, you know, Bill Cosby went on this rant a few years ago where he was going around to different town halls telling black people or black men like, you need to pull your pants up you know, he was preaching respectability pro- um, politics to black people. Right. You know what I mean? And that really, it didn't help. You were saying everything that we're doing wrong, but you're not acknowledging that there's a system in place that no matter what we do, you still nigga. You know what I mean? Again, referencing how Jay-Z is able to bring everything back to the fold. So I found that to be kind of interesting. And then with Al Sharpton, um, I'm actually looking at the lyrics for um, this is the wrong song. It's not ignorant shit. It's uh, it's another song. If Al Sharpton is speak, speaking for me, somebody tell him I don't agree. Mm-hmm. Say hello. The song "Say Hello," um, where he said That's that. That's American Gangsta, right? Yes. Yep. So there again, like there are times I don't know why people feel that way about Al Sharpton. I'm going to just have to put this out there. I can't let that go past me without addressing it. Every Saturday for the past, I don't know how many years, probably as long as I've been alive, and we don't have to put that number out there, but we could just say as long (laughs) as I've been alive. L. Sharpton has held a, a meeting in the community in New York for um, NAN, where they get together and they talk about issues within the community, you know, their immediate community and the black community uh, as a whole. National Action Network, that's what it stands for. And so he's visible. He's there. You think about all the opportunities he has to go out and make money. But every Saturday, he makes sure, I believe it's held in Harlem, that he's in Harlem and he's accessible to the people and hearing about, you know, the things that they're going through and how he can make it better. What a lot of people don't realize is that Sharpton is not chasing the ambulance when something happens on the news. A lot of times people call him 
to come and be their their liaison between lawyers or you know law enforcement whatever the case may be so i just want to put that out there for l um about l sharpton but for some reason him and jay-z have an issue and i think that may go back to when jay-z caught a case this is around the time um i think that's when he stabbed his man's lance on or something like that I don't know, but they have an issue, but I just think it's brilliant that he's able to like bring up real things within his music that we all know about. That just makes the art, you know, it just makes it that more compelling to me. I didn't know that about Al Sharpton. You know, I think, I think not, he's not even really a problem. You know, it's just my image of him. You know, it just seems like you, you say people call on him. And I'm like, okay, if somebody call on you, they must hold you in high regard. You might be doing work, and you probably are. You know what I'm saying? Not even even probably. You are doing some work. You are bringing people together. But um, it's like, what is it? What is it? My my thing is, is it producing something? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, after so long, you get tired of just, you know what I'm saying, just seeing we're going to get this done or we're going to get this changed. And then, you know, moments, years later, shit's still the same. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, what's the point? Are you really doing, you know, right. you know, it's like, you, I mean, I, I got to say, I, I, I respect where you at, you know what I'm saying? This platform, I'm just like, is it producing anything? You know what I'm saying? If it's not, then I'm like, well, that's why I guess why I get with it. If that's what Jay Z, you know, when he says in that line, how are they supposed to help me? He honestly, he probably he clearly don't see him as a help. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna flip it. What does Jay Z need help with? You know what I mean? If Jay Z is speaking for himself, let's say in that line he's speaking for himself. Like really, like <laughs> Sharpen can't help him. Bill Cosby can't, like, Jay-Z has opened doors or has been introduced to circles that Bill Cosby or Al Sharpton probably can't get into through music. He has allowed and afforded himself um, opportunities that I don't think these guys can help him. So maybe he's, what if he's talking from that perspective? Like, you know, like, what can they help me with? Or maybe he's talking you know, more of a in in an occlusionary way, like what can he help us with as a people, like me as a that's, black person. That's what it is. Cause mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at this quote, what I believe is a quote from Jay. He says family feud is about separate separation within the culture. Like new rappers fighting with old rappers, mm-hmm. saying all these things. So the line is nobody wins when the family feuds. Mm. So my my guess would be it, it it is about inclusive, you know, meaning he's not just speaking about himself, he's speaking about how can we get these people together if Bill Sharpton can't do it, if Bill Cosby couldn't do it, mm-hmm. you know, then how 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 are these people gonna help him do that? You know, how how is 
how are these people going to help Jay do that? You know what I'm saying? If I'm assuming this is Jay's goal. The brain says family is about separation within the culture. I'm assuming he wants to do the opposite of that. Yeah. That's so amazing. Recently, I mean, that's, you know, I never heard that quote. I mean, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on genius right now. So, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I trust them. They're they, they pretty reliable. So, I mean, it, it looked. But even if it wasn't a, a Jay-Z quote, the fact that that's really what the song is about, you know what I'm saying? It's about, you know, separation within the family. Mm-hmm. And you can spread that within his family, the hip-hop family in general. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you can still tie it all together, I think. Let's explore that a little bit more. So I like the idea of it being about the hip-hop family because there was a line where he kind of gave a nod to the new school, where he said, oh, niggas, stop acting brand new. Like, Tupac didn't have a nose ring, too. To me, that stood out because it's like, when we talk about these new rappers, we talk about their appearance. Like, oh, this rapper got red braids with with beads, looking like a a Williams sister. Or, you (laughs) know, they wearing, like, tight pants and, and blouses. Like, it kills me when Joe Button say, you know, the Migos have on their uh, their silk blouses. Like, that kills me every time. It's so funny. But we always kind of, like, come at their appearance because it's something that um, we didn't grow up doing and we didn't grow up seeing our hip-hop artists look like. So for him to say, you know, wait a minute, like, Pac was kind of, like, on that wave way back when. Like, he was doing something that wasn't quote-unquote normal a hip-hop artist so let's not act like appearance really has to diminish the message but i don't know if that holds too true because i don't feel like the message is really there with these new school artists but as far as like yeah but as far as like the appearance like you know there's the form of self-expression that it's a form of art really and um i felt like in that moment he was kind of given like an acknowledgement to the new school. Like I see y'all and as the, the quote unquote God and see, like you have my blessing. You know what I mean? Like these old be the old heads, they got to get with it basically. You ain't got no choice to man. Whether, whether, and I'm going to say this last thing. I'm going to let you say something about it. It's just like hip hop, man. That's a, it's a young bloods game, man. You know. I disagree. It's a young bloods game. I mean, I would, I would want it to be, you know, full circle, but I'm just seeing so much happiness. These old rappers, man, they, they cold. You know what I'm saying? They can rap, but nobody want to hear that though. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Nitty, what are you doing, my dude? I need to make some tea, man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta clear my voice up. But my opinion is biased because I don't really care for Jay Z. Clear, but it's, but is it, I'm not. I can't take away that he's a good artist, but yeah, he's a good artist. He's an artist. Great artist. But look. Look, look, this is why I say that because 
a lot of stuff that a lot of lyrics that he rapped he he took from me. That's not so. true, man. Get out of here. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a whole it's a whole lot of songs <laughs> that he took he took a lot of his lyrics. Nah, man. So I, I really can't I really can't credit him. You don't him. have to back that up. I can't really give him all that credit, so my opinion is gonna be be biased. I kind of really. I say a big verse. I'm only picking up my brother. Come on, man. Uh, okay, but how many songs you gonna big him up? I, I mean, mean, why wouldn't you? If that's your big brother, oh, oh, big him up your own way. Yes, pick him up your own yes, way with your own lyrics. Listen, okay, you use these verses, these lyrics. Yes, but look, you use them. Okay? When you have artists blatantly disrespect. Pac, blatantly disrespect Biggie, blatantly disrespect Nas, it's because they don't know. They haven't been introduced. So I think it is important for a person like Jay-Z who is, yes, he's a, he's from the old guard, but he still kind of has the ear of the people. I think it's important for him to say a big verse. I think it's important for kids to hear that. And then... They go here, you know why? Because these were people who already set the platform for Jay, a person like Jay Z, and all the other people. They, when you talk about music, when you talk about hip hop, their names are gonna be mentioned. So when they mm-hmm. hear, ah, uh-huh. <laughs> we lost Nitty. I don't know what happened. He dropped off, man. That, that was that getting, was getting mad. good though. Yes, man. Yeah, I, I'm sitting there listening, man. But God don't like ugly. God we we like got ugly. we got to wait till you get back on, man. We got to finish that, man. God don't like ugly. That's why that happened right there. I mean, he 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 making his point though. You know what I'm saying? He making his point though. I see it. I totally agree. But I just feel like, as far as that's like. You know what I mean? Like that's that's legacy right there. That's why we as a people don't know who we are because the stories weren't told. The stories weren't carried from generation to generation. It can't just stop because Biggie died. It can't stop because Pac died. And I remember seeing something, I think it was on the the documentary backstage where like all the hottest Def Jam artists went out um on a tour together. And I think it was Dame Dash talking to DJ Clue, like, who who's up after him? Like, who in your camp are you setting up to be in position to take over if something ever happened to you? Because if you die, your whole movement dies. And I look at Tupac, which I know Nitty is a huge fan of Pac. Like, that's kind of what happened. He doesn't have anyone to carry his, his torch. You know, we got to... Go ahead. That's why I say. That's why I say hip hop is a young blood's game. Cause if it don't get carried over, that shit gonna shrivel up and die. I shrivel up and die. Right. In that regard, yeah. But I'm gonna talk about that in the next segment. But I, I do understand that. But I just feel like it's important what Jay has always done. You know, Biggie is is gone. B didn't have anybody in his camp. He had a little Kim, and we know Kim rep him. But you, you back know, on, yeah, I'm back on. I just want to tell you, God don't like ugly. That's why you got. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you want to finish your point? Um, 
No, I that what I was saying was like, okay, they gonna hear from they gonna hear about those names. But whether they hear from it from Jay Z or anybody else, it's gonna be on them to go check the, go check him or Biggie out and see if they like the music. And nine times out of ten, they not gonna they, some of them probably not gonna like like the music because it was in a different time and different period. And they don't get it. They don't. They like all this. I don't know. The music is changed. It's not about lyric. It's not about lyrics or any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just about party and feel good music. Yeah, it's changed. It's so, changed. I see both sides of y'all argument. You know what? Go ahead. You know what you just said about the music change. This artist, um, what's his name? Famous Dex. He did an interview with um. It's a YouTube channel, I believe. It's called Montreal, and and he's he's basically going at you know basically what we talking about. He's he he's not on that young wave where they shitting on you know the past rappers. He's like no, nah, he's bigging them up, you know. He's he's name dropping people in this interview. Like yeah, I got respect for Nas. Now, notice, I don't listen to Famous Dex. I don't know what his music sound like. But in the, in the interview, he didn't call himself a lyricist or or any other one, a backpacker. He, he called himself an entertainer. So I'm thinking, I'm seeing as he called himself an entertainer versus a rapper, mm-hmm. I would see why his music sounds the way it sounds. Because he trying to. He just want to make music to entertain people. Right. Now, I assume that's the wave that these lot of, lot of these other people that's making music today. They just want to entertain people. Mm-hmm. Am I um? What's the word? Do I condone it? You know what I'm saying. Do I mess with that? You know what I'm saying. Yes and no. You know what I'm saying because I don't want to party too much. You know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't always want to party. Right. You know, I don't think I think there's a time for that. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I I got like one step in and one step out. And that's why this is going to blend perfectly into our next our next segment, um, Dream Team versus Sydney Ship, where we kind of rate collaborations um, to see if the artists that came together for a project uh, achieved the gold medal. Or if they fell short and probably got like a silver or bronze. And today we're going to talk about two of hip hop's most prolific MCs being Fabulous and Jada Kiss with the Nightmare on Elm Street album that dropped not too long ago. Um, so, what do you guys think, Dream Team or Sydney Shit? Can I be somewhere in the middle? <laughs> so, what is that like a? Is it silver? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna do. Let me say this: they both of them cold. You know, when I I was listening to it, and I'm like, damn man, Fab going like I'm like this is a different Fab than what I remember. I was liking it, and it's not a bad tape or album. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad tape, but there's some songs I really don't care for. There's maybe a couple songs that I added to my real rap list. 
one song he was talking about. I don't know if the song was called Police. It's not. It's not about. It's not called Police Brutality, but it's it's talking about that. And I thought Talk that was it. cool. I thought that was cool because it didn't fit on the entire album. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if the theme is about Freddy versus Jason, like scary monsters or whatever, and then you got a song on there talking about police brutality. It didn't fit the theme. It didn't fit the theme of that tape. However, I thought that was dope of them to get together because it kind of reminded me of when Jadakiss did why. And it just let me see, like, man, the potential that these rappers have to actually touch on topics. Yeah. So I thought that was dope, you know what I'm saying? But some of the some of the parts of the album, I really don't care for like that. Yeah, and that song you're talking about, I believe, is uh, Talk About It featuring Tiana Taylor. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on it, Nitty? Well, I listened to a couple songs and I turned it off. <clears throat> <laughs> Because um, and 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 it's even if I listen to the right thing, because you know they people had old songs with the new covers on there, but it kind of seemed like they were doing like a, a lot of old school beats, a lot of old some old school and some new school just rapping. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of didn't seem like um like they had a like it was a point to it basically to me. I mean they both are good good artists, but. I just didn't like it. I, it just seemed like they was just rapping to me. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, my take, I've been listening to this CD for ooh, a few weeks, like since it came out. When I first listened to an album, I never like it. That's any album. But I have to kind of just push through and, and keep listening. As I listened to it, I liked it a lot better. And then I was also able to find some ways to critique it. One being kind of what you were saying, Nitty, like, I felt like the production could have been better on this album. Uh, And when we were talking earlier about um, samples, I felt like uh, the song, uh, I think it's called Theme Music, yeah, with um, Swiss Swiss Beats on the hook, I really liked it. Like, it had a Marvin Gaye sample on it. Uh, Jada and Fab were able to ride the beat, you know, in their typical lackadaisical flow, you know it fit perfectly with their rapping style. And then there were a few other songs that I did enjoy, like um, Soul Food, Ground Up. Soul Food. Um, yeah. Uh, Principles. And I like their individual records on there as well. But I do feel like, you know, some of the beats, eh, not too hot. And it could have made a difference. And I damn sure didn't like the joint with French Montana because it sounded like Jadakiss was using auto-tune in the beginning. And I'm like, no, that's not your way. That's not your way. Like, that's not why we like or listen to Jadakiss for auto-tune. You know what I mean? You haven't used auto-tune in almost 20 years. Don't start now. And I also didn't like, um, I like the song, but I could have done without Future on the hook on, um, Real niggas stand, stand up. Yeah. Stand up. I didn't I like felt, Future on the Hook. I like I, the song. I don't Future, no. I thought that was their way of trying to, you Bring know, I think, Joe, yeah, I think Joe said this on one of his shows. On, on, on Everyday Struggle, he was saying how when you make something, you got to have this kind of record, this mm-hmm. type of record, and this type of record. 
So that record along with I think it's another one. It's kind of like party, but it might be that French French Montana song you talk, you, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, because I would just love to hear them just spit. I don't care for, like I say, that party stuff. Uh, if you're a rapper and you on some party type stuff, I really ain't listening to it. Right. I'd rather just, if I want to party, I'd rather just go listen to Future himself because right. I don't care. You know, I ain't, I ain't trying to listen to your bars and dance. Right. Not exactly. saying that I'm dancing to them, but you know. But that's when when you were saying that uh, it's a it's a young man's game or a young I don't, a young person's game because women have been holding the torch this year in hip hop. A young yeah. person's game. Um, that's why I I don't agree. I think that is the overall mindset of a lot of people. But to me, this album was important. Because I think it showcased that um, the older artists, I got to come up with a better word for these dudes than older artists, but the older artists can still put out veterans. music. Yeah, the veterans, there you go, can still put out music and cater to a certain audience. Like me, for my age range, like I don't want to listen to, you know, a 16 year old and what they got to say. That doesn't hit me spiritually, you know, on a spiritual level. I'm looking for my Jay, my Nas, my Kiss, my Fab. And I feel like um, there could be a new lane, just kind of like how R&B has contemporary R&B, where if you want to hear real singers, such as like, you know, Brian McKnight or Fantasia, Anthony Hamilton, you have a lane for that. But if you want your your turn up R&B, like the Bryson Tillers of the world, then you have a lane for that. And I just kind of wish hip hop would come along the same way R&B has. And, you know, our veteran artists make music for their demographic. I think that's important. There has been releases uh, recently. I know Wu-Tang dropped the album. I think The Locks dropped, like, two albums this year. Um, Talib Kweli dropped something recently. So they're putting music out. But when you're doing it, like, I don't want to hear Waka Flocka and Talib Kweli. They did that. And, and it confused me. Like, I don't want to hear that. You know that what I mean? A, I that was a that was something. That was real. It's on Talib's new album. Oh, I ain't, I ain't heard mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I know Waka. Whether you know it or not, Waka Faka can really rap. He can, but I ain't like it. I didn't like that. I just felt like, yeah, it's important to bridge the gap, but we can we could do this, veteran artists. If you're out there, we can do this. We can continue to be successful, continue to tour continue to make good music without trying to sound like something that we know is not you. Not saying that's how I personally felt about this uh, Nightmare on Elm Street album, but there were some pieces that I just felt like it didn't stick true to who Fab and and Kiss are as artists. All right. Anything else for this topic? No, I I told you I don't care for it. I don't like it. What about you, Tracy? Good. I'm, 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 I'm gonna listen like you was mentioned. You said before, listen to it a couple of times. I'm gonna listen to it again, and you know, and uh, see, you know, see, see if I change my mind, see if I like more songs. But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Lastly, then, uh, what are y'all listening to? The put me on segment. What's what's hot out there? Well, what's moving you? Well, me, 
it's a um, it's a uh, it's a couple different guys. One of them from Detroit payroll. I knew you were like, say him. I like dude. I like he he in his own. He like he like the the Jay Z of Detroit to me. He 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 talked that motivational stuff. That's one of them, and then um, as always, I like Big Crit, mm. Big Crit, yeah, Big Crit, and um, uh, what's the guy's name? Ws Boogie from California. Those guys are cold. That's those are the people I'm listening to right now. All right, put me on. I never heard of Ws Boogie. What should I listen to first of his? Oh, yeah. or um. Ah, I think it was a. Uh, you know what? This is what this is what's gonna lure you in. Listen to one of his freestyles. Okay. First, like on the Sway Show, listen to that first, and then you're gonna be like, okay, do the series because I had, um, I had, I had Chase listen to his freestyle, and I think from there you probably listen to a song where I sent you a song first, but. He listened to him and he like, okay, yeah, dude, nice. Oh, oh, I got a female rapper too. I'm sorry, Drizzy. Go. Oh, yeah. I like Drizzy. Go. I like her a lot. That 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 last freestyle I seen her do. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I saw that her. right there. I knew, and yeah, you've been telling me she cold, but and I heard and I heard a song that Lost sent to me, and I like, I know she can rap, but when I heard that freestyle. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. She better than Nikki, Remy. <laughs> Dad, she better than all them. I'm telling you. Lucky. Have you listened to her uh live? I've listened to her. I haven't I listened to her uh her first project. I uh, like it. She she is nice. I mean she is really nice. I totally nice. agree. I totally agree. I like her. She better she she sound better than a lot of these dudes too. Yeah. It's the year of the woman. I'm I'm kind of sad to see 2017 go. I just hope we <laughs> carry the momentum forward. Oh, y'all got some spitters. Yes. Y'all, you think shit, 2018 might be, you know what I'm saying, even, even better, though. Mm-hmm. What about you, though? Um, I can't give you a specific song, but I listened to the, uh, the Sire album by Jaden Smith. Uh, you talking about, um, what's the name, sir? Yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> yep. Will Smith. son. He got bars, man. He is really talented, and he surprised me. Uh, I only listened on a recommendation. Like one of my friends posted the album um, on IG or something like that, and was like, "I don't know." He said something like, "It's it's really worth a listen. Like you'll be surprised." So I'm like, you know, if this person is listening to it, I should truly give it a chance. And I was blown away, like his wordplay, um, the content of his of his songs, um, the imagination he has. Like, I feel like the first four songs is an intro, but he kind of like broke it up so that it's not one continuous song. But like I said, it's just like four different songs that together can be taken as an intro. And each song spells out the word blue. So, I mean, I need to kind of go back and get the whole context of, of like, maybe, you know, break down the bars, maybe, and see why he did it that way. Like, what is what is the, the, the premise of it? 
But I just thought he was very dope. I thought he was so much better than his father was at his age. Like he is. He oh, you is heard amazing. it too, Jason? Yeah, I heard it. He's amazing. The only thing I don't care for is the mood, the overall mood. I felt like I should be like smoking weed or something while listening to this album. Like <laughs> a lot of these new kids are so depressed. And I'm like, why? And I kind of get it. Like there are some things that we need to put in perspective. And when you sit back and think about it, it can make you depressed. But um, overall, this was a really good project. So I think y'all should just put it in while you're getting dressed in the morning or while you're driving into work, and you'll be surprised. I'm going to check them out. I'm going to check them out, too. You'll be surprised. Yeah. All right. Hey, y'all need to check out uh, T.I. son, too. Um money. <laughs> yes, he got a song. I think he's talking about his mom. Well, basically, um, yeah, his mom is in the video, and he guess he's talking about his life. And it's a it's a really it's a really dope song, dude. Mm. A lot of, a lot of these young rappers, they got something to say. Yeah, that younger, was... younger. <laughs> how, how old is he though? Because I don't, I don't even. I think I remember when you talking about the light skinned little boy, but on the show he looked like like he was. This was maybe some years ago, but shit, he he bought what fourteen? Yeah, but he probably like about fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. or yeah. But he nice though. He nice though. The song was nice. What's the song? I ain't gonna hold you up. I'm a, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. and I'm gonna send it to you. It's 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 nice, dude. I liked it. That's that's no. That's funny when people. That's funny when you you hear a rapper has a son. And they rap, and they may be better than their father. You know, no, I ain't. I ain't say he was better than them, but. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I don't. I don't really no, but but he not what he, he's not whack either. Though. I mean, I don't really want to say better. I think that was a stretch. I just want to. I think it's just funny <laughs> to see that that the that the skill continues. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like damn, LeBron's son. He cold. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just something about that passing that that torch down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's, just, I think I just thought that was just dope. Yeah. Well, um, I guess that's the episode for this week. I think it was pretty good. We covered a lot. We talked about a lot. Nitty came from my head when we <laughs> talking about Jay Z, but we know who the greatest is. <laughs> Tupac, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love Pop. I love Pop. Love him. But we know who the greatest is. Um, so the people can decide, you know, if you think Jay Z is doing a service by referencing Biggie's lines, or if you think like it's it's over, it's tired, he's biting, you know, which I feel like he's made a lot of content of his own over the years, <laughs> then you know, let us know. But anything before we go, what y'all doing for uh, New Year's? Uh, bring it in, you know, like any other day. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good year. We are gonna make it a good year. You know, bringing it in with family, close family, and hopefully nobody's shooting nothing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Just bringing it in with some genuine people. 
That's all. That's all I'm doing. What about you? Um, I think I'm gonna go to church tomorrow. I haven't really been this year, <laughs> so I'm gonna go say what's up to God. You know, I ain't been to and, church. Yeah, I ain't even far. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about that too. That's funny. That's my favorite line. Mhm. What else? I may stop through somewhere to you know bring it in with people, or I may just chill. Like I just got a popcorn maker. I'm ready to try it out. <laughs> Always wanted one of those, man. I have two, so I'm so excited. It just came today. So excited. You so, getting all of it? You got it? Don't you got a projector over there? I wanted a projector, <laughs> but you I don't know if it Shit, it's so crib. I know. I'm living life, man. Got to take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. Yeah, I hear that, man. I definitely hear that. Yes. But that's all. Thank you, guys. If you are listening to the Morning Music Pod series, we're going to try to do this more often. If there are any topics you want us to touch on, uh, just message us. Let us know. We'll try to get to it. Adios. Peace.